content. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody, and happy basketball season. This is a Hoops Monday for you coming up. We've got some great guests lined up for you talking basketball in the first half hour. Mike Schwartz in his second year as the head basketball coach at East Carolina. His Pirates set it to host Ferrum coming up tonight on opening night. We'll have Coach Schwartz on first. Up second will be Kim McNeil after her great season from last year. The uh, Coach of the Year last year in the American Athletic Conference and her ladies are on the road tonight at Elon. So we'll have Coach McNeil on in our second segment. Will Bland, head football coach at J.H. Rose. His rampants pulled off the upset in round one of the playoffs. He's coming up and Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro. His Vikings, they had a bye in round one. So we'll get you ready for those playoffs as well. But Mike Schwartz, the head basketball coach on game day at East Carolina. He joins us and that's coming up next on this Hoops Monday on the Brian Bailey Show. Turkey, ham, bacon, these and other meats are great around the holidays and every other day, but they all leave behind grease when you cook them, and grease is a real pain in the drain. When you pour grease down a drain, it cools and can clog sewer lines. That can lead to sewer spills, which are messy, bad for the environment, and can also be expensive. Never pour grease down the drain. Instead, collect it in a container like a used soup can or jar. Let it cool and throw it away in the trash. Together, we can protect our sewer system and the environment. For more information, go to GUC.com. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. Hey, you. Yeah. Yeah, you. Have you heard? Green Velado World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Green Velado World is now the fifth dealership to join the DriveHereNow.com network. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. Let me show you what goes on behind the scenes when making a shakaroni. We create a shakaroni my way. An extra large pizza topped with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. It's a simple recipe. We take everything you love, then we build it bigger. Pizza gets bigger when you shakaroni. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! This is Will Bell. I am your current city councilman at large for Greenville. I'm running for my fourth term. I feel the most important issues in this election are safety of our citizens, bringing more jobs to our city, and making Greenville the best place for first responders to call home. I pledge that I will not vote for a tax increase, and I will work hard with partnerships like the Greenville ENC Alliance. Please vote for me, Will Bell, on November 7th for Greenville City Council at large. Paid for by committee to elect Will Bell. Pirate Radio, Pirate Radio, Pirate, Pirate, Pirate Radio, Pirate Radio. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to The Brian Bailey Show on this Hoops Monday for East Carolina. The Pirate men, the Pirate ladies, both in action coming up tonight. We're joined now by Mike Schwartz, the head basketball coach at East Carolina. Good to see you, Coach. You ready for opening night? Yeah, great to see you, Brian. We are. We're excited. It's great to see you. Well, tell you what, when you look at, at the history of East Carolina basketball, obviously we've talked about it, that the Pirates have struggled so much, but it, it seems like there's a, a new beginning of East Carolina basketball. There's a new interest. You guys were picked fifth in the preseason poll, played so well at times last year. I know you didn't play well enough that you thought, but you guys have really had, had some positive things coming out of preseason. Thing. Yeah, you know what I think the biggest thing, Brian, that we want to do is we want to build on some of the positive momentum that we were able to may, maybe kind of conjure up last year some of the good games especially late in the season we thought we played our best basketball the last four weeks of the year but there's so much for us to have to try and fix there's so many areas to improve on obviously and that's really where our focus is where can we better in areas that we struggled last year and then again build momentum off the returning eight players we have an experienced team but we're not an old team but we have some experience which is a great way to be because we have a chance to keep this team together hopefully and so it's just building on positive momentum and fixing the areas that we know we have to fix to even be better this year I tell you when you think about pirate basketball and this year we have so many players that we watched play last year I remember last year about this time I was trying to take the numbers and and look at the players faces and try to remember everybody but now you have guys that, that you know we all cheered for last year we all saw and then you've added to that Yeah, and that's what makes college basketball great, Brian. And and I said when we were fortunate enough to have an opportunity to become the the coaching staff here, we said that we want to build a program. Uh, You know, the new modern era of college basketball, it is some a little bit year to year and team to team. But we still stand with that blueprint that we really want to build a a program here and we want to have a sustainable success with the continuity of guys and guys that want to graduate from ECU and they've been here two, three, four years and spent their careers here in Greenville. That's still the goal. Yes, the climate is a little different and each year there will be new pieces, but between the eight guys that returned and the guys that were able to come in, we feel like we're doing that. We're building a, a, a a continuity within this program. Talk about your staff a little bit, because obviously it's not just the Mike Schwartz show. You have a great, great staff, and these guys have a lot of experience, and I know they really help you on a daily basis. Yeah, if it was up to me, I really would love to call it the ECU basketball show, That's not right. the Mike Schwartz show. So <laughs> that being said, we love our staff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, continuity is with our staff also. We only lost one coach, right. uh, and he went to the University of Texas, and he was a great coach, Nick Matson, someone I have great respect for. And we had an opportunity to bring in Coach Mark Adams, the yeah. former head coach from Texas Tech here. But the rest of the staff remained the same. There were opportunities for guys to advance and be move up. Reggie Williams is now an assistant coach. Josh Giardina is now an assistant coach. Coach Adams assistant coach you know NCAA rules allowed for a big a larger staff and we were able to very thankful we could take advantage of that but Riley Davis Jake Morton Reggie Williams the entire staff Jesse Higdon our director of operations to have everybody back with us and be able to add Mark Adams, you, you hit it on the head. I mean, this program isn't this program without that coaching staff. And you talk so much about family atmospheres, but with a coaching staff, you guys are family. You spend more time with the coaching staff than you do your own family. Yeah, we really do. And, and last year we talked about that everybody on this coaching staff I had either worked with or someone on this coaching staff had worked with directly. And we feel very fortunate about that. They all had really good positions in their previous institutions and they chose to be here in Greenville. They chose to come and and, and hopefully build a special program here, but they wanted to be a part of it, wanted to be a part of ECU. And I think that even brings us closer. Pirates and Ferrum coming up tonight. Talk about the preseason a little bit. One thing I've never understood are the secret scrimmages. How secret are they and and how did they go for you guys? I think, you know, they went well. They're really about learning about your own team. Uh, If you're fortunate enough to have scrimmages with other coaching staffs that you know well, which we were, uh, you know, you can communicate afterwards about it and really help each other out. And we did that within ours. Um, But that being said, I'm like you, Brian. I I almost wish they would open these up to exhibition games, charity games. And they do. And maybe it's something we'll look to in the future. You have a chance to maybe raise, uh, you know, money for a a good cause and fans can come out. And because I don't know how secret they really are anymore. I don't know somehow, but they... Stuff seems to leak out. out, But all that being said, there's nothing like when you suit up in a real game and it counts. And that's the other thing. I think in front of fans would give our guys more of a feel as opposed to a closed, empty gym. 
You've got a great schedule, it looks like. You've got South Carolina coming up. You've got the, the fact that you have the, the in-season tournament here at Williams Arena. That's something new. Yeah, to be able to feel so thankful for our administration and Town Bank to be able to put that together and us to be able to host three really good teams in you know Northeastern, Georgia Southern, and Kennesaw State here in, in Greenville and to host that tournament. Then to be getting South Carolina coming here to, in December 9th, we travel two um, we travel to George Mason and right. play on the road up there and we play Florida, mm -hmm. you know, in Lakeland in a neutral site game, you know, aside from Ferrum on opening night and Campbell next week. So we love our schedule. It's going to provide exactly what we wanted it to a very challenging non-conference schedule to get us ready for one of the tougher basketball conferences in the country. When you came to East Carolina, you were known for defense. How do you feel like your team was defensively last year and how much better will you be this year? We need to be better, Brian. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it definitely was an emphasis. Um, not being as deep as we probably wanted to be at times and being really young, I think stymied our ability to want to pressure the way we want to. Uh, but that being said, whether we have five guys, 10 guys, 15 guys, there's a standard for our defense. And last year, it did not, we did, it did not meet our standards. We need to be a lot better. We spent a lot of time on it. It's a work in progress, but we hope we will be much better defensively this upcoming season than we were last year. That's the honest truth. We talked about a little bit with some of the new players and the veteran players. Some of the guys, Ezra Osar, I think he's just, he was amazing to watch last year and I'm sure he's gotten better. Well, I think it's just like you just asked about our defense. I think there were times last year mm -hmm. where our defense showed that it can be pretty good and it helped us win games. And there were times last year it wasn't as consistent as it needed to be. We could go down our players that are freshmen, and it's the same. Ezra Osar had some great, great moments, particularly the last four to five weeks of the season. And there were times that he would be the first to say, we have to be so much better. He has to be better. He is driven and motivated to be better. But what he did when he's at his best, we know he's a very special player, and he's someone that's going to be a huge piece of our team as a leader, as someone that we need to produce his productivity out there. But it's like anything, Brian, really the reality is sometimes you're only as good as you are on your worst day and, and when things aren't going your way. Yeah. And that's where we as a team, we as individuals, players, we need to be better. How about the electricity that R.J. Felton brings day in and day out? Yeah, you know what? He's such a constant, his energy, who yeah. he is as a person, his consistency there is why he's consistent on the court. And it's not about playing perfect, right. but his consistency, his substance of who he is as a person really carries over to his uh, ability on the court. And so he's, for example, if he's struggling shooting the ball or he's not having a great night, he never lets it affect his rebounding or his defense. And that's substance. And that's where we need all of our program and players to be. If we rely on the substance, we can make it through some of those moments. And last year, we didn't do it well enough collectively. I thought Brandon Johnson had a good first year. And then last year, he came out, and all of a sudden, he could shoot the three. And that, to me, was he was knocking threes down left and right. How has he improved? He, I mean, just I've said this so many times to the media, and I've said it in front of our team. Brandon is as hard a worker as I've ever been around. He's at the gym 7, 7.30 every morning. And the way he works, the way he added to his game, how hard he worked, uh, to, to develop his game as a shooter last year. I mean, we really played through him in the post. We played through him on the perimeter as a shooter. He had to guard the other team's, you know, usually the other yeah. team's center. So he's come so far, and I will tell you this, Brian, he's had another incredible offseason, and he's added more to his game. He's playing more like a guard in a lot of ways right now. His fluidity, the way he's playing with the ball in his hands and moving off the ball, I think it's just a credit to him. How about some of the other players that we did see last year? How have they improved? Well, a couple guys that I think are really ex we're excited about. Quentin and Ben have shot the ball really well this postseason. Uh, Quentin DeBunge and Ben Bayel have really shot the ball well. Probably as good as anybody on our team up there with, with Brandon. So their ability and their consistency shooting, we hope, carries over. And then Valentino and Caleb, Caleb LeCount and, mm -hmm. and Valentino Panetto, have had really good preseasons, and they are in the rotation. Uh, you know, they really are they are in the rotation. They're guys we're counting on both sides of the ball. So I think those four guys that all had big roles last year, I think outside of Val, all three of the four started games last year yeah, at one point. So. so 
all four of them, though, we expect uh, an increased role this year. How about your newcomers now, led by Bobby Pettiford? He's been a little banged up, but he's back, right? Yeah, he's back, and he's practiced for the fa- past week, and he'll be available tomorrow night, which we're excited about that. Hasn't hit his full stride yet. Uh, we've seen some special things in practice, and we can't wait, and we just got to get him healthy, and it's a long season, and he's done his part. He had a little bit of a freak injury with his hand this summer that kept him out, and then he you know, just kind of pulled a hammy a little bit in preseason. It kind of just unfortunate and kept him out of practice more than he wanted to be. But he's back and he's going to get going. We just got to get him back his timing and his conditioning, game conditioning. And then Cam Hayes, super excited about him. Uh, He's been great in practice. He is not available for the game as we don't know his status yet with the NCAA. And that's okay. That's something we respect the process. You just have to be patient with that, Patient. You just got to be patient. I know everyone gets up in arms. But you know what? This is the process. This is the process. And we knew what the process was. And that's okay. We're just supporting Cam and we're there for him as he goes through it. And then the freshman, uh, Sir Malanga. Cal Richard and to Corey Faison. Those three guys in particular all have had moments in practice where they've really opened guys' eyes, but they're freshmen. And when you're a freshman on a more experienced team, it's sometimes harder to hit the ground running. But they've all made progress, and we love them all. When you think about Farum and the team that you're playing tonight, what do you see in Farum? I see a really well-coached team from Coach Corrigan, a team that has five of their six leading scores returning, including Calvin Washington, who averaged 18 points a game. Uh, They're a team that they'll isolate him quite a bit. They're a downhill driving team with their guards as well as uh, Washington. So we understand that no matter who you're playing, whether you know a lot about them or you don't, and this time of year, it wouldn't matter who you were playing. You don't know as much about the opponent that's in front of you because no one's played games. And so you go a lot of what they did last year at the end of last season. So with that being said, our guys will be ready. Our guys are just excited to be suiting up and playing a real game against another opponent. We've been banging, hooking it up against each other since June 12th. And it's always different when you put the sneakers on, you put your uniform on, and the other team has a different color on their uniform. Different color, and you know what? When the lights come on, and you know what, Brian, I think you know, there'll be new lights and minges that's right year, I was so gonna that's going to be a good thing new too. seats you got new, new seats, lights new you got lights. a dj is going to be there it's going to be a party i think we're excited about it. The, the guys are excited we want we would love 20 home games to be an event in this city yeah in, in greenville our, you know our tagline is greenville grit we would love for Minji's coliseum for 20 nights out of this year between the, you know, the, the winter of 2023 and, and, and the, you know, I don't know what you call it, the spring of 24, yeah. winter of 24, for this place to be hopping, jumping in a great atmosphere because I know our guys are going to sell out in there. All right, what do you want to see out of your ball club tonight? Defense. Yeah. We want to see defense. We want to see that our defense has grown. Um, you know, I think early in the season, a lot of time, uh, defense is further ahead than offense. But it's going to be a unique challenge, again, because I go back to scouting, that we can only go by what the team did last year. So as much as scouting is going to become a real component to what we do as we get into the second game, the third game, the fourth. By the time you play your fourth game of the year, you've seen three, four games of a team, and you've watched them at the end of last year. But with Ferrum, all we've been able to do is watch what they did last year. They could come out and do stuff we've never seen before, yep. and that's how we have to prepare so we're ready, but we want our principles of our defense to stand strong, and that's what we'll be evaluating you know, uh, today. And that's when you got to call that timeout early and get, get refocused, right? Yeah. You know, that's happened before, hasn't of it? Of course. That's part yeah. of the game, and you know Most what? I, we, that's why they give you those timeouts. That's right. <laughs> Pirates and Ferrum coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, Williams Arena, Menzies Coliseum. Coach Schwartz, good luck tonight. Good luck this whole season. Looking forward to working with you all year long. Absolutely. Great to see you, Brian. It's great to be back in season and to have you with us. That's head coach Mike Schwartz from East Carolina Pirate Basketball. We'll take a break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Hoops Monday after this. For the latest from the world of golf, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 for the Golf Shop Radio Show presented by PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com The golf capital of the world. Hosts Mark Greenhelch and Matt Blanchard talk golf from tee to green and everything in between. If you like golf, you're going to love Golf Shop Radio. Before you tee up, drop on in. Welcome to the Golf Shop. I'm Donald Stocks, owner of Pip Marketing Science Print. We are your one-stop shop for just about anything printed. If we're not your go-to printer, please give us a call at 355-1636. We have over 80 five-star Google reviews and want you to be our next more than satisfied and well-pleased customer. Check us out at growitpip.com or stop in to see us at 3185 Mosley Drive in Greenville. Pip. 
where business goes to grow. Hey, Pirate fans, this Tuesday, November 7th, down on Main Street is hosting the ECU Baseball Pirates from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Stop by for autographs, pictures, and of course, dinner and drinks. Down on Main Street has a brand new baseball t-shirt for sale right now, just in time for this fun night. Get yours today and plan to be at Down on Main Street Tuesday, November 7th to meet the ECU Baseball Pirates from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Down on Main Street, on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Pirates supporting Pirates. This is Brian Harris with 360 Golf Carts, Pitt County's go-to shop for all things golf carts. We have easy-go, club car, and utility carts to choose from. Whether it's for the beach, riding around the neighborhood, or working in the yard, 360 Golf Carts has the perfect ride for you. If you have issues with your current cart, take it by my shop for an expert's diagnosis. From parts to sales to service, we have you covered. We will even deliver right to you. So come see me, Brian Harris, on Highway 43, just past D.H. Conley High School. 360 Golf Carts, Pirates supporting Pirates. It's Bostick Sug Furniture's big anniversary blowout, and we're celebrating it in style with huge anniversary savings on hundreds of items in stock, plus six months special financing. Experience the most restful, rejuvenating sleep ever on a comfortable mattress at a very comfortable price with up to 48 months special financing. Plus, in celebration of our eight decades in business, register for over eight anniversary giveaways during the big anniversary blowout at Bostick Sug Furniture. It's bow time. Chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. This is Josh Moylan, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Brian Bailey Show on this Monday, a Hoops Monday for East Carolina. We'll talk women's basketball now with Kim McNeil in her fifth season at East Carolina. Her Pirates take on Elon coming up tonight. Coach, you ready to finally get this season started? I am. I feel like we've been practicing and individuals and lifting and running forever. (laughs) Things couldn't go much better than they did at the end of the season last year. You're the American Coach of the Year, 23-10. and 10. When you look back on it, does it seem like it was a dream, or, or do you, did you expect that kind of success last year? You know, I, I thought we would have a good year. Um, I didn't anticipate winning the championship, but I thought we would make some huge strides, you know, from what we had done our third year, you know, just with the freshmen that we had coming in and the kids that we had gotten off the portal. So, you know, it definitely exceeded my expectations. When you look at the trip to Texas and playing in the NCAAs and just the entire experience, and obviously you didn't get the win that you probably you know really wanted to go out there and, and get that victory, but just just the experience that these girls got. It was a once-in-a-lifetime, but you hope it's not a once-in-a-lifetime. You hope you can go back. You know, I keep saying to everybody, I don't want us to be, you know, that one-hit wonder. Right. You know, you got artists out there that has one really great song and you never hear from them again. You know, we're not going to be that team. I think we've done a really good job at building a program. Um, it took us a little bit of time, but we did it the right way with really great kids, do a really great job in the classroom. So, you know, ECU women's basketball is here to stay. You know, we're, we're going to have another great year. I'm excited for it and um, just excited for the future of this program. What was it like when you saw your girls up on the podium for the NCAAs and, and you realized that this is, you know, this is where we all want to be and we made it this year? Yeah, that, that was a surreal moment. Yeah. Um, hadn't, I, I hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in a really long time, so I forgotten how that felt, but had never been a part of winning a championship since I played it at Rafford. So I'm just really excited for the girls. That's a moment that they'll never forget. That's a moment that they will tell their, share to their children, share with their grandchildren. And I'm so part that so glad that I was able to be a part of it. Got a couple of stars on this team, and obviously it, does, it takes more than stars. But but talk about Danae a little bit. Danae McNeil, she was the defensive player of the year in the conference last year, preseason player of the year this year, uh, a, a preseason All-American athletic conference uh, selection. And, and, and she's always got that smile. And, and you know, when she's hungry, and you guys are really, really good. You know, first I just, you know, just praise her for coming back. Yeah. You know, she's a grad kid. She could have left and went back power five, but you know, she believes in our program. She believes in our system and trusted us because she knew that we have a chance to win another championship. So, you know, kudos to her for coming back. But, yeah, she's hungry. You know, I told her, you know, she's preseason, but preseason doesn't mean anything. It's all about how we finish the season. 
you talk about Amaya Joyner a little bit. And here's a girl that you were able to get from Farmville Central. She's come in, and we've kind of seen her mature and blossom right in front of her eyes, and she's only going to get better. Yeah, you know, Maya has made huge strides this offseason in just her, her mental aspect of the game. You know, being able to control her emotions a little bit more. She's not perfect, but she has made unbelievable strides. And, you know, as I was recruiting her, that's what I talked to her about. You know, the talent is there. We just got to, you know, control your emotions more. And I feel, I feel like the more she can control her emotions, the better player she'll be. Talk about some of the, uh, the, the returning cast that you have, some of the players that we saw last year. Yeah, we know Sania Johnson. That's our glue. She is something. You know, Sania's a glue. She doesn't always get the spotlight like maybe Danae and, and Mama, but she does so many of the intangibles for us. She had a great scrimmage um, exhibition game against Maryland. So looking forward to her stepping up even more as a leader and just doing what she does for us, and that's defending and getting out in transition. And Micah Dennis is back, and yeah. you know, she's steady. That's another one. Micah, you know, could have left. Your grad kid, she could have left and, you know, went back Power 5, but she trusted the process and, you know, was getting her master's done in one year. And, you know, she, she has done a really good job for us at the point guard spot. You I, saw that starting to come along yeah. at the end of the year, and now it's just carrying on. How about Jayla? Yeah, well, Jayla's out. Okay. Yeah, Jayla, you know, she, she hurt her, her, had an injury the last game of the season against Houston um, in the championship game. So we won't see number five out there on I the court that. this year. Now, I know Jayla's a spark, but, mm. you know, she's getting healthy and um, she's a huge um, part of our team on the bench cheering everybody on, but we won't see her out on the floor this yeah, year. Yeah, I didn't realize that the injury, yeah. I, I knew she's yeah. gotten hurt, but yeah. uh, that's too bad she won't be back. How about the newcomers? Who are some of the newcomers we'll see this year? Yeah, I mean, you may see all of them at yeah. times. I mean, you'll definitely see Talia and Tati, the twins. Um, You'll definitely see Karina and Kaya. Um, those two freshmen will be out there. You know, I think Jaden and, and, and um, Jaden are still trying to figure it out. But, you know, it's another freshman group that are, that's going to be an impact and give us some valuable minutes. When you look at, at everything with this program and, and how you've been able to build it, what's the thing that you're most proud of? You know, I guess it's, you know, what we, what we do in the community. What yeah. we do in the community, what we do in the classroom. You know, every one of our players has above a 3.0 GPA. And so it's not just about basketball for my program. It's about building these young women and getting them ready for life. And I think they've really bought into our culture and just do a lot of great things for the Greenville community. I joke about this every time because I have the utmost amount of respect for you and Corey and the family that you're able to have, but to work together like you do. And I love my wife to death. Don't get me wrong. I say this with all due respect, but if I worked with her on a daily basis, she would throw me out. There's no question that I couldn't make it. But I just think you guys have, have the greatest you know, relationship. I know there's probably bumps that we don't see, but he's a heck of a coach, yes, Corey is, definitely. and, and as, as you are, and you work so well together. Yeah, it's definitely, it has its challenges. It, it definitely does it's hard to separate but you know Corey's unbelievable he will be a head coach one day um you know he he's you know the brains to the operation you know we we play off of each other and um he has an unbelievable basketball mind I think we're just a um a, a great duo together and that would be hard for you both to be head coaches at the same you have to you have to be live somewhere there were two yeah, colleges close, close right? together right yeah, yeah we, we'll figure it out you know, you, that, that's a dream of his you know yeah. so definitely don't want to hold him back from from his dreams because he would make an unbelievable head coach but you've got it working right now at East Carolina Definitely. I think the Pirates are thankful to have have you both. When you look at this game coming up tonight at Elon, you open up on the road, and, and college basketball is a little different on the road, isn't it? It is, you know. But we, you know, we we play both of our scrimmages on the road. I did that um, purposely because I feel like we practice at home all the time, and I wanted us to get used to playing on the road because road road wins are big. They're hard. Any road win is hard. I thought we did a really good job on the road last year, but you know, I think we've prepared them. Um, by the exhibition games, and you know we're going to go out on Monday and, and give um, Elon our best shot. The secret scrimmages are kind of weird to me in college basketball, anyway. But but you guys had had two very successful scrimmages. We did. You know, Maryland was actually an exhibition, so we can that you was know, okay. Yeah, there. That, okay. that we can talk about that one, and you know we we played them really well. It was actually broadcast on the Big Ten Network Plus. Um, and back and forth for a little bit, um, but we really competed and played extremely hard. So I was really excited about what I saw in that game. Right, what do you want to see out of your ball club coming up tonight? I just want us to play hard. I want us to compete. I want us to execute. I want to see how well we can mesh the new with the old. You know, we've got a lot more kids out there that can score the ball. We don't have to depend on Danae and, and Mama as much as we did last year, but I want to see that chemistry and how well we can play off each other. Now, I'm glad we had a chance to sit down and, and do this little interview because uh, you presented me with a, with a, a nice little, little 
basket right there. And, and I've been going through a little bit of a health deal and, and just I enjoyed so much going to Texas with you guys. It was so much fun. And you guys were so you know generous with your time and doing interviews. And, and just I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. And you guys would do that. And I, I told you I, I'd cry. And if I looked at the card and saw all the signatures, I would start crying. But uh, from the bottom of my heart, I certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, we appreciate you, Brian, and everything you're doing to to help promote our program and ECU women's basketball and, and ECU athletics. That's Pirates coming up at Elon coming up later on tonight. That's head coach Kim McNeil. Coach, good luck tonight. Good luck the entire season. We'll of course see lots of you. Yep. Thank you and go Pirates. All right. That's Kim McNeil. We're back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday, this Hoops Monday after this. East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether you're putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. My whole business just went up in flames. But my agent was there before the fire was out. We started a plan. I've got 25 employees who could be out of a job if we didn't get this place running again. My independent agent and auto owner's insurance, they made sure we didn't skip a beat. I mean, we didn't miss a single payroll. That's incredible. For whatever lies ahead, we're always there. This is Brian Smith with Town Insurance in Greenville. Call me today at 756-8300. Go Pirates! Pizza! Subs! Slice! Ice! Jenny, what are you doing? Just letting the Pirate Nation know that Cuchinella's has two locations. One in downtown Greenville across from Subdogs, and now in midtown Greenville beside Best Buy. Did you know Cuchinella's is open every day with $6 lunch specials, slices all day, beer, wine, and their famous homemade gelato? Cuchinella's in downtown Greenville, and now their new location next to Best Buy. Go Pirates! Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menjis. And I'm Landon Menjis with Menjis Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. This is Dale Murphy, two-time National League MVP and number three with the Atlanta Braves. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Hoops Monday for East Carolina. Once again, the Pirate Men hosting Ferrum tonight. Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, Kim McNeil and her East Carolina women's team at Elon, also in a 7 o'clock game. That game on Flow Sports, if you uh, can subscribe to that, you can get it streaming on Flow Sports tonight. East Carolina and Ferrum. 7 o'clock. Hopefully you can get to uh, Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum to see that one live. Now, the back half hour of our show today, we're going to talk a little high school football. The playoffs continue. It's on to round two for those lucky enough to win in round one. And one of those teams that pulled off an upset was J.H. Rose. The Rampants knocked off the eight seed White Oak 21-19. Rose goes in as a 25 seed at just four and six on the season. But uh, Will Bland joins us. First of all, Coach, congratulations on that win. 
Well, appreciate it. Uh, I thought the kids, the kids did a great job. Um, they fought hard, hard, fought through some adversity, and uh, were able to pull out a victory. So we do this pick uh, pick contest. Uh, it's the Moorhead City newspaper that does it, and they send me the games each week, and I you know, I do my selections. I've had a pretty good year. I picked Rose to knock off White Oak, and the reason I did was because of the big Carolina three A four. And I think we talked to you about it last week. The fact that that you play in such a tough league that that you're kind of used to that kind of competition, and your guys fell behind twelve nothing, but you were able to come back, fight back, and win that game. So I, I was able to pick you guys to win in an upset. Not sure which way I'm going to go this week with North Brunswick, but I may pick you guys again. You guys may be the Road Warriors, but uh, that was that was great how you guys came back, wasn't it? It was, it was, and um, they could easily fold. And I told the guys that after halftime we were down twelve nothing. I, I told them I said, guys, we got the next twenty four minutes either we can uh, continue to um, play this season or we can pack ourselves up and uh, pick up everything when we get home. And they they responded. They came out of there. Defense did a great job in the second half, getting us a turnover, safety, and then offense finally got clicking uh, for our last three drives. They put, a, put some points on the board. You scored what proved to be the game winner, 323 left, and Jaden Lovett scored on that one-yard run. So you're up 21-19. But how crazy was it late? Because and we were listening to it, and it just seemed like it was, it was one of those eerie endings almost. Almost, and, and the kid that kicked that 50-yard field goal, he came close, didn't he? He came real close. And you know what? If we didn't get that sack, he probably would have made it. Uh, I think Jordan Gardner got that um, that third down sack, would um, dropped him, I think, four yards. And then um, uh, they had some kids go down. So they actually got the benefit of the doubt whether the clock stopped a little bit so they can get their uh, field goal unit out there. But, um, yeah, it's almost like they please don't go and hit the upright, do something. Blow far left. <laughs> <laughs> we're, very, we're fortunate that it was uh, four yards short. But uh, it was a heck of a game. Heck from the, heck from the atmosphere out there, our, our fans travel well, and they cheered the boys on throughout the whole game. So I'm just uh, stagged about that and can't wait to get ready for um, round two on Friday night. First ever matchup between J.H. Rose and White Oak in that game. White Oak, the Coastal 3A champions. And 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 I'm sure White Oak had a heck of a season. They had only one loss before the loss to the Rampants. But the Coastal 3A just wasn't the same as the Big Carolina 3A, 4A as far as the talent, the teams, you know, the Jacksonvilles, the Havelocks, the Newburns. Uh, but still, White Oak had, had a great season. That's a big win for you guys, 21-19, uh, with that victory to advance to round two where you'll play North Brunswick. What do you know about North Brunswick? Um, they're very, they're very similar. You know, they play in the um, 3A, 4A uh, split conference like we do, but they have the Wilmington schools. And I think they're uh, right now they're eight and three, and all three of their losses are to the 4A school, Laney, Hogger, and New Hanover. So uh, you know, they they've been battle tested a little bit. Also, um, they can come out there. They want to try to throw the ball around a little bit. Uh, they got the quarterback that's um, pretty decent, um, pretty accurate. You know, um, on as far as the offense and then on defense they're gonna run a three three stack and try to get after the ball and um hopefully we can get um some run game style with Jameer Roach. Um and fun stat was his birthday last Friday and he's the one that helped to helped us to that uh, win last Friday. So happy birthday to him. Can you compare North Brunswick with maybe one of the teams uh in the big Carolina uh Havelock, maybe Jacksonville? No uh uh, probably Northside, Jacksonville, more similar to them. Okay. Um, because, cause, you know, Havelock and Jacksonville are a totally different breed. By right. Itself. So, and they closely resemble the Northside, Jacksonville. And that's the thing with Wido. They closely, they closely resemble, they, they had a real, real good um, running back at number two. I forgot his name, but he was a tough guy to bring down all night long. So, uh, I told him at the game that he keep your head or he'll be playing for somebody else on Saturday. So you expect North Brunswick to spread it out offensively? Yeah, spread it out a little bit offensively, try to um, get some of their guys on the edge of our guys. But I, I do think we have a little bit more speed than they have. And uh, if we can go out there and, and just execute to the way that we can, I don't think anybody's seen Rose play to it, the potential that we can. So we can just line up all them eggs together and play it the way that James Rose can play. I think it would be a pretty good shot at trying to pull this one off also. If Havelock wins and Rampants win, there you go. A big Carolina 3A4A rematch, right? 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, you know, that's always a tough one. Um, you know, they say it's, it's hard to beat a, a team twice. Well, it's hard to beat one that's real good like them twice also, too. So um, we're just going to try to play this one and see where the, the legs are laid. Um, you know, they have a tough matchup with K-Fear. They're pretty good. You know, they're the only team that held uh, 71st on um, 15 points. So they got a tough matchup as well. So we're just going to try to do our part. And then if they do their part, then we'll just get ready for them next week. You've been going back and forth at quarterback. What's your situation there now? Um, um, they both do great things. Um, I think Jason played the majority of this game, this, and uh, he he threw the early pick in the game, but he was able to bounce back. Um, we've been using Jalen at running back, wide receiver, quarterback, wherever he's getting on the field. We need to put him out there because he's just he's just a spirit athlete out there. And uh, when he steps out at the wide receiver, it takes two people to make sure they get on guard him and stuff. So just trying to um, manage that situation because we, we want him back there to throw the ball a little bit, but we also want him to get the ball in in his hand in many ways possible. So uh, with both of them situations, I'm just going to use both of them as we've been doing and let's try to ride the train out. And the Rapids seem to be playing a lot better defensively, right? Yeah, and Coach Light had done a great job at um, trying to um, simplify a lot of the stuff. I think um, they was getting confused a lot with some of the calls and stuff, you know, knowing where they have to be. So he simplified it a little bit, made it a little easier role for him, and then and then all about getting to the ball defense. You don't have to have the best kids on defense as long as they can run the ball, and make tackles, and you put it. You'll have good defense. And especially defensively, you want guys not to have to think. I've heard so many coaches in the past say, you know, just just be out there, run, play free, and don't think. Because when you think, it slows you down, doesn't it? It does. It does. And there's always the, the, a lot of coaches like, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. And if, well, we don't need to have no ifs. <laughs> it's, no, there don't need to be no if with defense. It's, hey, this is your job. You got this zone is where you're supposed to be. Let them catch the ball, rally, make the tackle. If you got this man-to-man, that's your guy, man-to-man. Don't do nobody else's job because that's when you screw it all up. Do your job and trust your guys that you've been practicing all week. Do their job, and then you'll be victorious. What's your schedule like on Friday when you guys leave? It's a long way down to, to Wilmington. What time will you guys leave? Will you stop and have a meal somewhere and then go on down? Yeah, so uh, we're planning on it because we, we don't have school this week, so that's another obstacle right there. So we, um, we're going to try to get the kids here at 12 o'clock. Um, we're going to try to leave at 2, by 2.15 to head up to Wilmington, stop at the Golden Corral in Wilmington about 3.45, 4 o'clock, and then let them eat for about an hour, then drive over, uh, I think it's 30 minutes to get to Leland from that Golden Corral, and then we'll be there about 5.30 and then get ready for the game. Man, get ready for that Golden Corral. If you're, if you're in the Wilmington area, don't show up when the Rampants do because they may have trouble keeping things stocked. <laughs> well, we don't want it. The big thing, you can't let them eat that much. So we're going to have to make sure to keep an eye on them and make sure we don't eat, eat ourselves into um, a sickness. So, But that's the fun part. You know, that's what you live, um, especially as a kid. I know when I play, going on these playoff trips, especially the away and being able to stop and eat and enjoy that fellowship with your teammates and stuff before you go play a hard fought game. What was Will Bland's best memory playing for Havelock in the playoffs? Uh, I would probably say the game before we uh, – it was Chris Moore year. I was a junior, and we were playing um, uh, Greensboro Smith, and uh, I was out there on the kickoff return team because we had the hands team out. And uh, um, I think one of our guys picked up the ball, and I was able to hit one to play and put him out of the game. I think it gave him a concussion. That's the only time I gave somebody a concussion. But that's my best memory, and then we lost to the eventual state championship, state championship team, Bertie, that year in the second round. That's your best memory to put somebody out of the game? <laughs> you know, normally I was a quarterback. I was able to hit somebody. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm proud of you. I think it's something we all should be proud of. I mean, I remember uh, when I played, this is way back when, but we had a play at the goal line, and it, it was one of those plays where all the, the offensive linemen trying to get lower than, than the defensive linemen, and we went low, and we went as hard as we could about the one-yard line, and all I heard was this kid scream. And I was looking around to see if I, I thought, first of all, I thought it was me screaming, but it wasn't me. I looked around and it wasn't our guys. And I said, what happened? And they looked over and the guy, the guy snapped his, now, I'm not proud of this. I don't think I was the one that did it, but the guy broke his leg on the play. It was awful. They had to bring the ambulance out. And so we're in the huddle. We're, we're trying to, I said, I didn't hit him. I, I hit 41. I didn't hit that guy. So we were, we were trying to place blame on who broke the guy's leg. But that was, uh, it's funny how we remember those kind of things, isn't it coach? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, you score all the touchdowns in high school. You ain't taking one of them now. No. Yeah. Well, this, I that one. this one didn't score any touchdowns in high school. I can tell you that. Will Bland, the head coach of Rose. All right, before we let you go, what's the key to, to victory against North Brunswick coming up? Um, again, um, we got to be war, uh, road warriors again, and um, we got to stay together. And I preached that to him last week. Hey, it's nobody out here on the way trip, but us, our coaches, and our fans that we have. So we got to make sure we bring our own momentum to the game. Um, try to start fast, not start like we did last week, and then uh, execute on offense, get some points on the board, and then defense to continue doing what y'all been doing the whole the rest of uh, the second half of this season. Stop them, keep, stop them, and give it back to the offense. Then anyway, I think we'll be able to pull out this victory off. There you go. J.H. Rose as the 25 seed, taking on the ninth seed. North Brunswick coming up down in the Wilmington area coming up on Friday night. Coach, best of luck. Hopefully we can talk again as we uh, continue this football season. Maybe get some more some more Will Bland stories at Havelock. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Good luck this week. Uh, That's Will Bland, the head football coach at J.H. Rose, who's awfully proud of putting that guy (laughs) and giving that guy a concussion. That was hilarious. All right, let's take another break. Coming up next, Jeff Craddock. He's the head coach of the Tarboro Vikings. Tarboro, the number one seed in the 1A East bracket. Hopefully, they are trying to get back to the 1A state championship game this week, but they fell last year, trying to get back there this year. Jeff Craddock joins us next. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show after this. is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with Someone who cares. We started off with Samuel Adams Boston Lager. That really changed the perception of what an American beer could be. I don't think that guidepost has ever changed. To create a beer for everyone. Craft for everybody. We make it easy, right? We pick up any of our beers and they're going to be great. They're going to be delicious. Beer's original mission was to open the door for people and have everyone have a good time. That's what we're doing today at Sam Adams. We're craft for everybody and we're really proud of that mission of delivering beers that can bring as many people to Together as we possibly can. The convenience of Pitt Greenville Airport is waiting just outside your front door. Service is back, so you're connected to destinations worldwide through flights from American Airlines. Plan your next trip. Book your flights today at flypgv.com or aa.com. Good news, business travelers. PGV and American Airlines has added a new early morning flight available now. Book today at aa.com and be on time for that connection in Charlotte. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has American flights perfect for your next trip. PGV. Where the pirates fly. UBE and PirateWare.com are proud to offer the Pirate Nation its largest inventory of ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking in Uptown Greenville. Visit them online at PirateWare.com. Go Pirates! North Carolina State Parks invites you to enjoy camping your way. With the weather changing, booking your own cabin is the perfect solution for your camping getaway. Reserve campsites or cabins today at Jones Lake, Goose Creek, and Cliffs of the Noose. Whether you enjoy traditional camping or air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi, your next adventure can include hiking, beautiful scenery, and sunsets by the campfire. For information on booking a cabin, visit ncparks.gov. Williams from ECU Baseball, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. The high school football playoffs move on to round number two coming up this Friday night. As we mentioned with Will Bland, J.H. Rose as the 25 seed. The Rampants will be on the road again, taking on the ninth seed, North Brunswick, in round two. Coming up in round two for the Tarboro Vikings, it's their first game of the playoffs. Tarboro picked up a buy in round one because there wasn't enough 1A teams to fill out all the brackets, so Tarboro had the week off last week. In fact, Tarboro's had a lot of weeks off this this year. Jeff Craddock joins us right now from Tarboro, and Coach, uh, I think would you guys have rather played last week than had that buy? Um, I tell you what, I've done it so many years now, it really doesn't make a difference to me. I don't complain about the system. If they say we have a buy, then, then we have a buy, but uh, over the years, We've done a really good job as a coaching staff of uh, focusing on other things that we can work on. And, and I'll be honest, sometimes that first-round game, I'm more concerned about somebody getting hurt than actually winning the game because I think they've got too many uh, rounds of playoffs, to be honest with you. but uh, So I really don't mind the bye, especially near the end of the year. It lets you heal up a little bit and take a little time off. But uh, we'll be back to work today, ready to go. You had a couple of weeks in a row off, didn't you, during the regular season? Yeah, now that irritated me more than I bet because <laughs> we had we had a non-conference and I thought we we got off to a pretty good roll and then you know because uh, the merger between South Creek and Riverside, well that took the team away from us and so then we had back-to-back buys before conference and we couldn't find anybody to play us during those two weeks and you know early on I really like to get into a routine. Uh, I've actually had one time. I think it was three years ago where I had three weeks in a row off before the playoffs because it was during the COVID mess in uh, Washington County. We had a bye week at the end of the season that was scheduled. Then Washington County shut down their football uh, program. That was our last game. And then we had a first round bye. So we actually went, you know, a month without playing a football game. Wow. Playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's just that's just way too long. All right, so you, you get a chance to get back on the field after that bye. Uh, Tarboro was the number one seed in the East bracket, taking on Northampton. What do you see in that Northampton team? Well, Northampton is a tricky game for us because we have played them in the last three years. Coach Privet does a tremendous job. I've coached against him for many years. We used to be in the conference together. Uh, they're always big and physical, and he always has you know athletes galore. Um, but you look at that record, and you're like, okay. It's a number two, you know, seeded playoff game or whatever. But they had to forfeit their first two wins of the year because of a player actually was too young for the varsity football, which is something new that I've never heard of before. Too young? Um, too young. Yeah. The player was too young. And so um, so actually they finished 9-2, and two, and those two losses were only by a combined eight points. So, wow. You know, they're, they're close to being an undefeated conference champion. Um, you know, usually round two, you may get somebody's, you know, third or fourth, you know, uh, finisher in their conference, but Northampton, they're really good. Uh, they, they, they always play us tough. And so, yeah, we, we got to shake off the rust very, very quickly, um, for Northampton. What do you like best about your ball club so far this year? Well, I think we're, we're a better complete team this year. Our special teams, uh, has been uh, fantastic. We had a young man. Uh, join us, uh, Oscar, who has been able to kick some balls into the end zone. He's, he's about 100% on extra points, and we haven't had to pump much, thank God, but when we do have to, he, he can flip the field for us. So we're a more complete team. Uh, I was just looking at some stats uh, over the weekend, and you know we're averaging right around that 48 points a game for the season. We're giving up right around 6.5 points a game, and then you flip in you know, the special teams part. So I just think – this time of this of the year, we're a more complete team than we were this time last year. Top five seeds uh, all got buys in the first round in the one A's. When you look at some of the other teams, and I know uh, I know you well enough to say, hey, all we're thinking about is Northampton. But do you, do you see some of the other teams that you think, hey, you know, they've got a good team here, or they've got a good team there, that kind of thing? Well, you always look at the bracket. You know, you're human beings, and so you kind of take a look at some matchups and down the line, if we are fortunate enough to get by Northampton, you know, we could see maybe the winner of uh, Southeast Halifax and uh, North Duplin. Here, North Duplin's having a good year this year, so I've heard a little bit about them. Uh, my good buddy, Coach Boyd at Northside, there's number four seed. 
Uh, we used to be in their conference, and he always does a tremendous job with, the, with his football program. Uh, do you look at the other side of the bracket? I know West Columbus has been making a, a lot of noise. I hear they got a really good team. Uh, they got a big win against Whiteville, and they won the conference for the first time. So you just don't know. But, but unless, like you said, I mean, my job is, okay, A, we got to make sure we beat Northampton, and then uh, we actually moved our game up to Thursday at 7, if, if, any, if that's of interest to anybody. Oh. Uh, so actually- why, why, all right, I got a question for you. Why do we move it up to Thursday? <laughs> I tell you what, I do it because it drives my fan base nuts. It drives us crazy. You know the you know the show is touchdown Friday, right? <laughs> I mean, I talked to Co- I talked to Coach Bolton. You know, I got to be honest. I'll be honest with you, Brian. All right. I couldn't I couldn't use weather as an excuse, but we don't have school on Friday. Northampton don't have school on Friday. It's a, it's the holiday, and I talked to Coach Privet this morning and, and asked, hey, if you would care. It's sometimes easier to get people working uh, when it's not like a holiday weekend and you just kind of get the game in. And then if you want to do something on that Friday, you can. So, yeah, trust me, it drives people nuts oh, yeah. out here when I, when I do that. But if I can, I will. But I, I just don't do it for no reason. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but I swear. I, I, did, I did move our game up this week. Ah, well, I'm glad you told us because now we've got it down and we'll, uh, we'll have somebody there on Thursday. And that'll and we'll still, we'll still put you on touchdown Friday. How about that? <laughs> that's great. I just try to make sure you guys don't have the excuse that you had to cover too many games. So that's why you don't yeah. to Tarboro High. Appreciate sure You guys have to come to Tarboro. Appreciate that. One of the great sound bites of 2023 was Coach Craddock when we were talking about the touchdown Friday top nine. And at the very end of the season, we have a number one team at the very last rankings before the playoffs start. And, and your soundbite was talking about the Havlock coaches. Now you told them they had a great year, but they finished second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> finished second in the touchdown Friday top nine poll. And then Tarboro was number one. <laughs> I just I make sure he knew that. You know, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for years. Is one of his cousins, uh, Mark Wood, actually coached on my staff. And uh, I've known I've known the Wooten brothers since they were at North Pitt, and uh, yeah. stayed in touch over the years. And I've always followed Havelocks. Always wished them well. So I just couldn't believe I ran into him. You know, I took my son up there to an NC State football game. And I just happened to see it like the night before, and there Coach Wood was. <laughs> Being guys, I had to give him a little bit of business, right? Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> but you know, you lose points when you play on Thursday for no reason. So we have to go back and revisit <laughs> the whole thing now. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh, it's already out there. It's already published. It's already, it's already published. Tarboro finishes number one in our Touchdown <laughs> Friday top nine poll. We certainly appreciate that. All right, Northampton and Tarboro now on Thursday, seven o'clock. Is that the start time? It is, yes, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. on Thursday for that one. So some breaking news here on the Brian Bailey Show. Coach, what do you want to see out of your ball club coming up on Thursday night? Well, you know, I just want to see us progressing in the right direction. They'll continue. I thought we finished the season strong. Uh, we had a good week of practice last week, and so I was pleased about that. Our, our, our focus is where it needs to be. You know, this is kind of what Carborough preps for all year, and one of my favorite sayings, you know, I'm always telling my boys, listen, we don't got to be great in August, but we, we got to, you know, we got to be great in November, in December. And so we kind of build on that as we fix our mistakes and then we get better as a team. So just looking for that progression to just come out. I know Northampton is going to give us a, you know, a great shot. It's going to be a great game. Just be consistent. No sloppy penalties. You know, we can't be putting the ball on the ground. You know, those things, you do those things this time of the year. That's how you get sent home. So looking to come out, just play a really good, I call it a clean game and hopefully get a big win, and, you know, then we can go on to the next and keep trying to get better. But uh, that's what I'm looking for. And go on to the next week and play on Friday when you're supposed to play. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) That, that That's exactly my plan. I hear you. All right, Coach Craddock. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We love having you on, and uh, good luck to those Vikings as the playoffs finally start for Tarboro this week after that bye in week one. Thanks, Coach. Okay, I appreciate all your coverage, man. All right, Jeff Craddock, the head coach of the Tarboro Vikings. His Vikings have sights set on a return trip to the 1A state championship game. Some other games coming up on Friday night. Newburn is at home as the 10 seed. They got a little bit of a break because New Hanover pulled off the upset. New Hanover was a 26 seed, but they played in a tough conference down there. New Hanover and Newburn in 4A play. 3A play, Cape Fear at Havelock. Havelock is the top seed. Rose in North Brunswick, we talked about. Uh, Northern Nash is Southern Nash, Battle of 
Nash County and Jacksonville is on the road at Southern Alamance. Two-way play. Betting field is at top seed Clinton. Hertford County at Wallace Rose Hill. That should be a nice game. West Craven, the 13th seed, is at Nash Central. Farmville Central, the 14th seed at three-seed Southwest Edgecombe. A rematch from the Eastern Plains two-way conference. That should be a great game. Farmville Central is better than they were the first time they took on the Cougars. East Duplin at Whiteville and Holmes at Northeastern. The other two-way games. And in 1A play, we talked about the Tarboro game. Southeast Halifax and North Duplin, the other half of that bracket. Rosewood at Beargrass. East Bladen at Northside Pinetown. So best of luck to those two teams. Weldon at Wilson Prep. Bertie at North Moore and Perquimans taking on Lakewood. Round two of the state high school football playoffs coming up this week all around the area. All right, that's going to do it for our show today. I want to thank the basketball coaches on this Hoops Monday. Head coach Mike Schwartz in his second year at East Carolina. His Pirates take on Ferrum to open up the season coming up tonight at 7 o'clock at Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum. I want to thank Kim McNeil. Her East Carolina ladies are at Elon to open up the season. That game's available streaming on Flow Sports. I want to thank Will Bland, head coach at J.H. Rose. His Rampants travel to North Brunswick coming up this Friday night. And I also want to thank Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro. His Tarboro Vikings played host to Northampton coming up in round two of the playoffs. That is our show for this Monday. Have yourself a great sports week, and we'll see you back here next Monday on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostick Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 93.3.